Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. This is Ethan Skolnick. Before we get to that episode, I want to tell you about BetDSI.com. Here's the promo code that you got to write down. It's 5101. That's F-I-V-E 101. Go to BetDSI.com. That's what I did last week when the Miami Dolphins were getting seven points from the Baltimore Ravens, and I won that bet in the first three minutes. So... Go to BetDSI.com, 5101. You can bet on just about anything. Of course, you can bet on the NBA. Right now, the Heat there are at 43 and a half wins for the season. If you feel good about them, go over. That's also something that I'm going to do on the Miami Heat. You can also bet on the Florida Panthers and be perennially disappointed because you'll bet over like I did last year, and then you'll be wrong about that. But you can also do in-game betting that makes games a whole lot more fun. And when you live in a sports town like we do where the Heat are really the only team that's compelling. Yeah, if you want to watch the other sports, you probably should bet on them. It'll make your Saturdays and Sundays a whole lot more fun. So go to betdsi.com, enter the promo code 5101. It's not just so we get credit for it. It's also so that you get a bonus, so your money goes further. So 5101, betdsi.com. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here with Alphonse Sydney. You can find him at Alf954. We're going to do the second part of our free agency episodes because we've got training camp coming up here for the Miami Heat, but everybody's always looking ahead, and what happens with the current roster obviously affects what happens in the future. We did an episode, Alf, on the 2020 free agent class, and it shouldn't have taken us as long as it did. Because there's nothing in it. We talked a lot about Danilo Gallinari, basically. Uh, right? I mean, I mean, and we talked a little about Anthony Davis. You know, we don't really think he's going to shake free. I saw that Clutch is getting involved in the NFL now. Like, I, I don't see that Anthony Davis is ultimately, with his agent being LeBron James's agent. You want to know something funny? And I'm just going to cut in real quick. Yep. Chris Maddox of Lights and Opinions, I tweeted this out today, has been trying to get us to talk about uh, Rich Paul, the the player empowerment movement in the NBA, transferring itself over to the NFL. What is that going to look like? He's been trying to talk about this for like a year now. And we just make fun of him every time and move on to another topic. And then today comes out that Rich Paul is, is, is getting into the NFL. So I just wanted to make a, a, <laughs> an apology to Christopher Maddox, at Champion Life on Twitter, at Champ on Instagram, I apologize. You had a good topic, and I've made fun of you for like 12 months straight on it. So I'm sorry. Just want to interject that in there. But I just thought that just because you brought it up, I just, I just, I, I can't believe that he has been out in front of this for so long, and we just completely ignored it because we'd rather make jokes. Right. Well, we know he's the brains of the operation. So yes, 1,000 percent. Right, and that now we've we've, and that's why we're going to get him out involved in our heat coverage this year. 
uh, because uh, we, we need more intelligence out there with us. Um, you know, it's just you and me. It's not going to work out very well. So, yes, Rich Paul, <laughs> NFL, Rich Paul also, Lakers, basically running the Lakers at this point. Why would he leave the Lakers if that's, you know, why would Anthony Davis leave the Lakers? There's really nothing in the 2020 class. The 2021 class is a totally different story. And a lot of it depends on what happens with some star players in their current places and whether they decide to opt out. And so that depends on what the NBA landscape is at that point. But let's, before we get to the 2021 class, let's just look at what the Miami Heat's cap sheet would look like as of now. And it's only four players deep. It's, yep. Jimmy, it's Jimmy Butler at $36 million. It's Justice Winslow at 13. It's Tyler Harrow at four, and it's Casey Akpala at 1.8. And that's it. That's all they have on the cap. They have, now, they will have some dead money from Ryan Anderson. He's going to be dead a long time. $5.2 million because they stretched him, and that was to get rid of the Tyler Johnson contract. But you're basically talking about $49, 54000000 million that they've got tied up in Butler, Winslow, Harrow, and Akpala. You know, three of those guys – even at that stage, are still going to be, you know, 27, you know, 20, uh, what are we looking at? That's it, 25, 21, 22 years old at that point. Um, and Jimmy Butler. So you see what the Heat have done. They've kind of positioned themselves for this 2021 year. And now let's look at some of the players that could be available. Top of the list in terms of what they're expected to make the previous year, Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul, even if he's available, <laughs> will not be attractive at that point. He'll but he's not even going to be available because he has a player option. Right. And, and he's, he's, gonna he's take going to take that. He's going to be 94 years old, and he's going to take that $47 million last year. Guaranteed. You can buy, you can buy his cane, maybe. Uh, <laughs> what is that, he? That's $43 million that last year, right? Uh, the last year, yeah. I'd have to look at what it is. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it comes out to something along those lines, yes. Um, okay, now here's, here's uh, four others that may be more compelling. But I don't know whether they take player options or not. LeBron James, I don't think he's finishing his career in Miami. Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin, Paul George. Now there's Kawhi there's a, is interesting. Kawhi is Kawhi interesting. Is interesting because now we've shown if look if you leave a championship team you leave anywhere, right? Yeah. And so I I don't think that there's any guarantee that he stays in L.A. Other than the fact that he's from L.A. and people assume that he probably would, but I don't think there's any guarantee that he stays in Los Angeles. Uh, Blake Griffin could be gone by the time and he may not be in Detroit anymore. I, I think, I mean, there's a lot of rumblings up there already. You don't know if him and Drummond are going to work long-term if they're not a playoff team this year, uh, which I, I always forget about them in the East, to be honest. So can, can I stop you there? Because I asked this question on Twitter just uh, because uh, randomly, because they had this, uh, this clip of Blake at the, was it the Alec Baldwin roast on comedy central? Mm-hmm. And he was hilarious. And I love Blake, Blake's personality. But just looking at that, and somebody said, oh, future Heedle. And I thought about it. Would he not be the perfect power forward for this team right now? Oh, he would. The way he's, the way he's grown uh, – stays healthy. But the way, the way that he's grown – Which is a huge caveat, yeah. But the way he's grown his perimeter game, he would be. Uh, because he's a different player. Even two years ago – when you looked at his dunk numbers compared to where they were before, they were cut like by two thirds. Like it's just not what he does anymore. Um, he's more of a, a, honestly, he's more of a modern four than he used to be. Now the brittle thing is a big problem. He's not an elite defender. 
And not he, an elite defender, but you put him next to Bam. Yeah. Clean up a lot of his mistakes. Yes. Offensively, he can do everything Kelly Olynyk does. Just doesn't shoot the three as well. But I feel like that could be added to. I mean, he he's he started to stretch out there, and I think he could become a better three point shooter. And I think he could do everything that Kelly Olynyk could do offensively. And I think he's probably a better defender than Kelly is. Maybe not a better system defender, but a one on one defender. I think he's better than Kelly is, and he's a better rebounder than Kelly. Yeah, I mean, he's not in the same class as Kelly as a player. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's he's a far better player than Kelly. And, and you're right. I mean, he, his game is more modernized than it used to be. It's just with him, it's just. I don't know. Like, even when he puts up numbers, it doesn't seem like any more the winning follows. It's dysfunctional Detroit. They don't really have a true point guard. I don't think he's then, a great and, fit next to Drummond. And I on mean, the Clippers, they just had – they. I mean, they. I don't know if it's a curse of Chris Paul. Or I don't know what it is. I mean, they were good teams. He led to winning seasons. He led to right. good to good records. He's He's been a a positive for the Pistons. Um, I just don't think he's ever been in the right situation. I just look at him, and I, I honestly, this is, and we're, you know, huge caveat. We don't know, and there's no rumors right. of Blake Griffin coming here. But I just look at him, and I'm saying, okay, if he's going to an expiring next year, um, if the Pistons uh, start off poorly or even next year, I think, I mean, I really think that should be, outside of Bradley Beal, I, th- I think he should be one of the Heat's top targets. Yeah, no, he's a definite fit. I, I think he's a fit, and I, I do think he would buy in here. I, you don't hear a lot of real negative things about him. I mean, I, I and I, I like his, like I said, I like his personality, his public persona, his Twitter persona. I, the, I, I think, you know, again, the thing with Blake was he got kind of characterized as a one-trick. But first, he came in injured, right, and then he kind of got characterized as a one-trick pony, and then Chris Paul is tough to play with. And they kept, you know, him and DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul kept sort of bumping into the wall. And so, and then everybody kind of wanted to leave and DeAndre almost did leave. And then it was clear that Blake and CP3 didn't get along, but CP3 doesn't seem to get along with anybody. So I, I, I think that he's, I think he's, look, he's a Hall of Fame player. I saw our Nikias Duncan wrote this for Bleach Report. He's a Hall of Fame player who I don't think gets put in that space anymore where people talk about the top 15 to 20 guys in the league. Like, I don't think people talk about Blake. I think, you know, he's the kind of player that I could see the Heat having a lot of interest in because they would look at his game and say, okay, he's not what he was, but he's adjusted to the lack of athleticism. And we've seen, look, Dwayne did that. Other guys they've had have done that. It's one of the reasons they like Chris Paul because I mean, Chris Bosh as a, as a long-term option because he didn't need that athleticism as he went deeper in his 30s. So, I think when you look at this list, he might be the most likely. I don't know you know Kawhi, it's just hard to know. He's just he does things so differently than everybody else. Now Paul George, I don't think's ever leaving LA. I think once he, he's the next guy on this list. Yeah. I, I, I I think once he got there, which is where he always wanted to be, That's I, I don't destination. Right. I, I, I don't see him leaving. And I, I think that organization with the people they have in charge now is gonna be stable enough. So if you look at that core, I, let's throw Chris Paul out of this. And let's throw LeBron out of it. I mean, I th- and then I think you throw Paul George out of it. It's really Kawhi or Blake, right, that may be the top target in 2021. And Kawhi wanted to play with Jimmy already, right? And I, and I think Blake's game fits with Jimmy. So I could see either of them. Now, you go down the list a little bit. Uh, we talked about Gordon Hayward a little. He must have that player option because we talked about him a little bit in 2021. I don't know what he's going to be three years down the road. I will say this about him, though. If he, if he becomes an unrestricted free agent, then you know that he had interest before 
Um, he plays the game with certain intelligence. I just think when you look at Gordon Hayward, you know, Paul George took two years to kind of get back to the level he was at and beyond. By the time the 2021 comes around, Gordon Hayward may be an all-star again. You know, it's possible. Yeah. Remember, I, I, Gordon Hayward never played with elite athleticism. He's always, he's always been a good athlete. Let's not do the white guy thing. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right, but no, he, yeah. I'm trying to be game, careful of that, too. <laughs> right. His game wasn't reliant on, on any kind of elite, elite athleticism. He's always been a good defender, mm-hmm. strong guy. I mean, he came uh, out of college looking like a toothpick, and he did the J.J. Reddick thing where all of a sudden he put on bulk and actually, with his speed, has been able to stay in front of guys and is strong enough to uh, move people off their position. So he's a good defender. Um, He's never relied on a lot of of athleticism. So once he gets healthy, he may prove to be a viable player again. Yeah, no, and and healthy and beyond. Some guys end up – because they train so much to get back from a traumatic injury, they end up better than they were before. You just don't know how it's going to play out. Paul George is better than he ever was yeah. after, after that, but it took some time, and Hayward may get to that point also. Uh, another guy on this list, Mike Conley. I just, I love, I've always loved Mike Conley, but I think he's, he's going to be too old at that point to be too attractive too at, I mean, at, at, as a starter, as a starter. He may be uh, like a really good uh, – I may, I may be an okay starter and a, and a good backup at that point, uh, not elite, elite athleticism there either, uh, I, but yeah, I, I think it's a smart, uh, low to the floor player. Right, but but I don't, I you know, I don't know, I don't know where you know if Justice is your point guard at that point, then Mike Conley. I've always thought they would fit really well together, but I don't know where Mike Conley's game is going to be. Demar Derozan, we've talked about him a lot in the last podcast, and he's got that player option coming into the twenty twenty one into this that season twenty twenty one. I don't want to go through the whole DeMar DeRozan thing again. He doesn't fit next to Jimmy Butler. I, I, he just doesn't. So if Jimmy's still here, I don't think it makes sense. Otto Porter. No, Uh, I just, I I mean, he's as like a, a a role guy on a contending team. I can see it, but he got vastly overpaid for what he is. And I, I don't think he's gonna get that kind of payday again. Uh, Drew holiday has a player option that year. I love drew holiday. I love that guy. I do. And I think the heat would love drew holiday because he is like a heat culture player defends, Picks you up 94 feet, plays multiple positions, great attitude. But, uh, you know, maybe. I, maybe if he doesn't take the player option that year, there might be somebody to look at. Rudy Gobert would be interesting for this team. Um, mm. His age does not – I mean, where's Bam at that stage? Is, if, if Bam Adebayo has developed a perimeter game where he's if, if Bam Adebayo becomes more like Chris Bosch, who's who he's kind of modeling himself after right now and training with, then mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert becomes an interesting player. Like, I, because it you, does, it, but what Chris Bosch was never, um, never as effective next to a white side, right? A stationary big. He, he that was mm-hmm. just Chris Bosch was better as a stretch five. Um, when it when when you try to make him a stretch four, it, it he became less effective. Yes, and the game has changed now, where it's not as yeah. The, the fours tend to be. I mean, there are more fours that are looking like Derek Jones Jr. now that are just get up and down the floor. Fours. Exactly, and then like look at Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is uh, defensive player of the year and gets schemed out of uh, playoff series. Right, right, and that's problematic. But you know, again, twenty twenty one, you assume Pat's going to be here. Pat loves bigs. Rudy Gobert is a shop lot. Rudy Gobert is what they wanted Hassan Whiteside to be. He's a, he's a better situational defender, better attitude, still block shots. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and he made himself a player. I remember seeing Rudy Gobert in his first summer league, and he could not play at all. He could not get <laughs> up and down the floor. I saw him in Orlando, and I was like, and everybody's saying, this kid's got big-time potential. I'm like, how many years are you going to wait for this? It really only took like another year. And, and all of a sudden, he's an elite big in the league in terms of what he does. Interesting. He's uh, also Anthony, just too emotional for me. I like him, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 I don't know. He's emo. You're right. Uh, Anthony very Davis. Emotional, man. He, gets, <laughs> he does. But, but yeah, nobody liked it when he was going at Whiteside. But now you look at it, you're like, okay, who's the problem there? Uh, Anthony no, Davis. I still don't like it. I still don't like What did he cry because he didn't make an all star game? He's emotional. Yeah, get him off. Plays, plays in Utah. He's French. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Anthony Davis. We're not. We don't need to get into that. Uh, because I, I just don't think it's happening. Uh, Bradley Beal. We've done whole podcasts on that. Uh, I mean, the the only question with Bradley Beal is, you know, when is he signing his heat extension? Uh, that's the way I look at that. So, <laughs> so I don't, we don't need to, this whole point. Need, this is this could all be moot. If well, Bradley Beal. Right. It, it could be. If Bradley Beal just does the right thing and just tweets out, I'm coming to Miami and then make it happen, Washington. And that, that, this is all <laughs> over. Like this, We don't need to talk about it. Also, anymore. we'll probably have the John Wall contract that'll just completely cripple our cap. So <laughs> right, right. So none of this is going to matter. You're not going to want John Mike Conley or anybody else. Andre and, if you, and if you bring in uh, Blake Griffin, you'll have to bring in Reggie Jackson, which will cripple your crap. Cripple uh, your cap as well. So And he'll miss 45 games. Andre Drummond was next on this list. Um, I mean, God, I talk about Summer League. He was the opposite. I saw Andre Drummond in his second summer league. And, you know, when players make the jump, I never saw a player make the jump like that. Like, he was manhandling people. And he just hasn't really gotten a lot better. Like, he's it's, it, the game, he's a stat compiler, but he does a rebound compiler, some blocks, mostly rebounds. But he the doesn't. Game has, the game has changed yeah. right from under these guys' feet. Yeah, right? that's true. In the 90s, Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond, Rudy Gobert, uh, Joel Embiid would be the, the darlings of the league. It'd be Olajuwon, Shaq, David Robinson, Ewing. It'd be all the same thing. It's just the, the league has just changed so much that it's just so easy to scheme these guys off the floor. Like, yeah. if, if you're, you're training twos for threes, like it just it just doesn't add up. The math just doesn't add up. So you can scheme them off the floor in a playoff series. And – uh, Embiid has kind of avoided that, but the longer he plays with Ben Simmons, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. All right, and we're going to go through a couple more here, and then there's a guy I have not mentioned yet that everybody's probably screaming at the podcast, why haven't you mentioned someone? So let me introduce it after we go to a break. But a couple more names on here, and let's do these rapid fire. Would Steven Adams interest you? No. See, I, he would interest me more than Drummond. I, I, it, Just because he knows his role. Yeah, yeah, he's more of a complimentary guy. I, I, I also think his, I, I, there's been improvements in his game every year. Uh, I like. His it all attitude. depends on the price, right? It depends on the price. Yes. Drummond's going right. to be a max player. Uh, Steven uh, Adams at that age might be a twelve million dollar guy. So they're, they're actually, it's crazy. They're the same age. Um, Drummond and Drummond came in so early that you forget, but like he, I mean, because he came in so young. Uh, we talked about Nick Batum on last podcast, not doing that again. Victor Oladipo <laughs> would be interesting at that stage. Very. Is, is Indiana going to win, right? Like, and and what, what kind of shape does Victor come back in? But are they going to win? I, I, I think Victor Oladipo has the Dwayne Wade, you know, seal of approval. 
and would look great next to Jimmy Butler. That's an, if you don't get Bradley Beal, that's a name to watch. Um, yeah. what, what, one more here. LaMarcus Aldridge will be 36 at that point, and, and Pat will still be drooling over him. I, 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 so could LaMarcus like come back like as a, I don't know, a bench guy uh, possibly, but I mean, he's not going to get paid what he's getting paid there. But there's one more guy we want to get to. We're going to get to him right after the break. But first, I want to tell you about Magic City Casino and specifically the high. That's J-A-I, not H-I-G-H. It's J-A-I, Alpha and I checked it out a couple of weeks ago. It's a great party. they got lots of stuff going on there. Of course, they've got High Lie, which is sort of the quintessential Miami sport. Um, but also, you can get your beer, you can get your drinks, you can get your M&Ms, as I did, or whatever it is you want to do out there. Um, but it's a great time. We're going to try to get a watch party going out there. But, I mean, High Lie, if you haven't seen it, uh, I mean, obviously, not only can you watch it, but you can bet on it. And they've got some UM, some former UM players are out there actually playing too. So it's Magic City Casino. Make sure that you check out the high. All right. Um, there's one name I haven't mentioned here. And the reason I didn't mention him was because I was kind of going through this list and he doesn't make that much the year before. So this list that I was looking at was based on average annual value. And you've got to go down a ways to get the honest. And yeah. he's the prize, right? I mean, he's the prize. Like, I mean, if you look at the rest of this, LeBron at that stage with how old he's going to be, I mean, he's still going to be playing at a high level, but he's not coming back to Miami. Chris Paul, we said no. Blake Griffin's interesting. Kawhi is obviously interesting. Paul George, I don't think, is leaving L.A. We talk about DeMar DeRozan, Mike Conley, a lot of players on this list. Bradley Beal could be here beforehand, hopefully. If not, you look at Victor Oladipo. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, is probably going to best be the best player in the league at that point if he's not now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, the, he's the reigning MVP. Um, Do you see – it starts here. Do you see any scenario where a kid like that – and he's still a kid in a lot of ways – where a kid like that just gets tired of being in Milwaukee? I can completely see it um, as he becomes – listen, he, he was a star two years ago. He became a superstar last year, right? Um, and he's a, he's a really nice kid. He says all the right things, but how many of these guys have said the right things as they've come up? And then when it was time for that big payday, it was time for them to choose their own destiny, decided to go somewhere else, decided to kind of, whether it was chase rings, chase stardom, just chase better situations, chase, go to a franchise that doesn't mind paying a luxury tax. I mean, how long can Milwaukee really keep this up? So I know he says the right things right now, but what happens after another year or two in the limelight, going to the ESPYs and being fawned over? Uh, eventually, you're starting to go to different award shows. Um, you're you're hanging out in different circles. You're hanging out with the stars, celebrities, rappers, uh, actresses. All this stuff is going to happen for Giannis. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Happening as we speak. And at some point, you start looking around and start saying, maybe I'm too big for Milwaukee. Right. And if he starts to feel like that, I mean, at some point, like he's going to start looking around and saying, where else can I go? Um, Especially if Milwaukee doesn't win. Right. Yeah. 
that that's the whole thing. Like even and if if Milwaukee just keeps probably what's worse worse than anything is just if Milwaukee just keeps getting close and can't get over the hump, he's going to say it'll just never happen here. Well, isn't that what? Okay, so there are really three examples that you can cite recently of players. Because I want to throw Kawhi out because that was kind of a strange circumstance. Because Kawhi's a weirdo. Let's just he's be a, honest. He, with he, he's a weirdo. But there were there were four players that have come in. Uh, and I'm going to throw Harden out because he was traded. There were four players who who come in and been drafted to essentially, you know, out of the way NBA markets. Okay, uh, so LeBron, uh, Westbrook, and Durant, and uh, and Giannis. Okay, uh, and and then also, like I said, Kawhi too. Okay, but his circumstances were were strange because he left the organization. Nobody leaves, but. If you look at what happened with Durant to Westbrook, Westbrook stayed until there was nothing else left, right? Durant only left, not because he didn't like OKC. He built roots in OKC. He had, a, he had a restaurant that I used to go to down the street from the arena. Like, he, he spent a million dollars on tornado relief. Like, he, he implanted himself in that community. And he was better th- off there because the way you see this is recent interview. He's all over the place lately. Like, he wants to be loved so badly, it's, it's out of control. Yeah, he's, he's another weirdo. Right, but in a different way than Kawhi, right? Like, he, he's more personable. He's more normal in all the typical ways, but he just has this insecurity. I don't even know. I, don't, that, I, I don't think there's a lot of normal. Like, he's just. He's insecure for reasons that nobody really understands. Like, he, he just has this complex about, about LeBron. I, I'll tell this story real quick. I mean, so. On light skin opinions, we'd call him Aki. He's Aki. Yeah, Aki. no, I've, I've heard you say that. Well, <laughs> uh, well look, I, I, I think that. Uh, you know, there was a situation I've told this before, but you know, I, right before the all-star break, I had a couple minutes alone with LeBron, um, 2013, I believe. And so, um, no, I'm sorry. 2014 it was actually because LeBron had won twice already. And so I asked LeBron about the pressure being on him as opposed to Durant. And he said, people care more about me winning my third than they do about Kevin winning his first. And he didn't mean that to be demeaning, but he was talking about pressure at that point because Durant at that stage, I think it played seven seasons and hadn't won. And remember when LeBron had played seven seasons in Cleveland and hadn't won, it was the end of the world. And that's when he came to Miami in part because he was tired of hearing that. And that's when you're talking about Giannis, like does he hit the wall like LeBron did, which is I'm not going to win here. And with Giannis, there's less of a pull because it's not his hometown. He's Greek. Okay. He's not, I mean, he's not milk from Milwaukee. And yeah. so, so I think, and but to tell this story, so I wrote up this little piece about LeBron, and it kind of went viral. Uh, I wrote a short piece on Bleach Report, and Durant saw it, and then I asked him, I'm excuse me, I didn't ask him, but I think Ken Berger asked him at the time about the piece, and I was standing there, and Durant like went on this riff about how he wasn't happy with it. Okay, he just he has an inferiority complex about LeBron, uh, and 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 like Durant and LeBron's always poked him on it. Like to, to pull it, bring it out. So, yes. So, side note: Durant has some issues. Okay, Kawhi has different kinds of issues. Although Kawhi ran the NBA this offseason, so I think Kawhi may be playing everybody. Honestly, like if you look at what Kawhi has done, he's you know it's all worked out. But Kawhi has zero insecurity though. That's no, he not, no, he knows who he don't is. have. It, they don't have the same issues at all. It, totally different. He knows who he is. Right. It's just it, Kawhi just doesn't conform to what we want him to be. But he is what. He, but he knows who he is. Durant doesn't know who he is. It's it, that's been apparent the past few years. And and if you talk to the guys who who've covered him, the Chris Haynes of the world, they'll tell you that 
they like Kevin, but that he's he has, you know, he 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 gets he's poked, he get yeah he gets poked out easily. So anyway, okay, so you look at the guys that got drafted into those situations. Kawhi left, but it wasn't because he wanted to leave San Antonio for a bigger market. It was more, although some of his guys in his camp did, it was really because he and Pop were not connecting anymore, and he was pissed at the training staff. All right, Durant left because he wanted he wanted to get away from Westbrook, and he wanted to secure himself a definite championship for his legacy. Okay, Westbrook stayed. So most and, and LeBron left, but it was because of the reason that you're citing that he was beating his head against the wall and realized he couldn't get another star to come to Cleveland. And that's whether it was Chris Bosch or even Amari Stoudemire. And that to me is where Giannis leaves yep. because, because you talk about the winning it's, it's not just the winning, but it's having somebody else to shoulder the burden. And cr- at some point, Chris Middleton is not going to be enough for him. Yeah, I mean, you can keep doing with the Malcolm Brogdons and the uh, Brooke Lopez's, and you can you can keep doing what LeBron was doing, putting nice teams together, right? Nice complementary players. But is there going to be an off season where Paul George is going to say, "I want to play in Milwaukee," right? No. Is there going to be a season where Ben Simmons, as a free agent, says, "You know what I would like to do? I would like to go play in the frozen tundra of Milwaukee." Like it's a winter league, and I remember Colin Cowherd used to say that, and I can't stand Colin, so it's hard for me to invoke his opinion anytime. But it is a winter league; like they spend their seasons in the winter. Like it's so. Do you want to be in Milwaukee? Do you want to be in uh, Oklahoma City? Do you want to be in Cleveland? Like, do you want to be in these, like, these cold climates where there's nothing to do? So it's going to be very hard for, for Giannis to go ahead and recruit people to Milwaukee. When they're big-time free agents, it's going to be really hard for, them to, for him to get them there. Like, Kawhi had a, a situation in Toronto where he was traded there, and they already had another semi-star in Kyle Lowry. And it was probably there was a there's a confluence of a lot of really nice circumstances for Toronto, the 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 injuries to Golden State they helped like let's not pretend they didn't, and the East was you know a flawed Sixers team and a flawed Milwaukee team, but going forward like what big time free agent is going to say yes I will come play with you in Milwaukee it's not going it, to I hope no, it's, no, 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 I don't, it I, I, him, but it's not I, going to. I don't think it ever happens. I think he, the best he's going to do is draw from the Chris Middleton pool. Like he'll replace Chris Middleton with another guy who's somewhere between 20 and 35 in the league. Like it, you're not even going to get a Jimmy Butler there who's sort of in that 15 to 20 space. I, I just don't, I don't think it happens. I, and I, you know, th- like you said, th- you have to have ownership that wants to go into luxury tax. That always becomes an issue in markets like Milwaukee. And, and like you say, it's not, Okay, it's cold, but it's not – look, players haven't want to go to Chicago. Like, they're not going to want to go to Milwaukee, right? It's, it's, Chicago's it, an awesome city. Chicago's a great city, and no, no free agents – what's the last big premium free agent that went there? I mean, they tried to get everybody. Sure. They tried to get Carmelo. They tried to – I mean, they, they couldn't get free agents there. People, they don't want to play there. I mean, you know, Illinois' tax situation plays into it a little bit too. But, like, Milwaukee and, – and I like the city of Milwaukee. Like, it is what it is. It's not, it's not enormous. You know kind of where the spots are to go. I had a good time in Milwaukee during the playoff series a few years ago. It didn't last very long, but I mean, it's, it's not, this isn't to progress. Milwaukee to me, I prefer Milwaukee over Cleveland any day of the week, Uh, but, but, but it's, but it's just not, yeah, it's not a draw. It's not a draw. But you look at it, those, those teams with 
like Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. when you when you when you draft the Kevin Durant, you have to draft really well while you while you while you still stink, right? Right. So and you're not going to stink that long. I mean, yeah, they, they after James Harden, Russell, what they did, they draft, and if you can't hit, right? right. It's like San Antonio when they had David Robinson and they had that one year where they tanked. They yes. got Tim Duncan, and they started winning immediately. Like that's right. how you have to do. It. If you don't do it, you're going to be too late. Michael. But it's too, but it's too late in Milwaukee. They're already winning. That's the problem. exactly. So now right. they're not going to get any. I mean, their draft picks are going to be in the high twenties, uh, the high twenties every year. Yeah. So it's just like what happened in Cleveland. It's like what happened with Oklahoma City. Um, if you do not win immediately, right? So like, it's just like the Heat when they drafted Dwayne Wade. They went out and got Shaq immediately and became contenders immediately right. because if they didn't and if it was because the, the Dwayne Wade, Karan Butler, Lamar Odom teams were never going to win a title. They were going to be fun, right? They were right. going to be Oklahoma City. And then the, the, the second Dwayne had a chance to get out of a losing situation, he would have got out of it. Right. So it, when you have these young players and, and you bring them in, you better win quickly. Otherwise, they're gone. They're going to be gone because you're going to get too good to draft high to, to get high draft picks, and you're just going to be middling forever. And these guys are there's too many people in their ear telling them that they can do better than this, and they're just not going to stay in that situation. Well, that's the other thing. So it's the people in their ear, and it's not just that they can do better. It's that remember, whenever you have a player of that caliber, the entourage moves with them, and so and when that happens. Then it's like, dude, we've gone every place we can go in Milwaukee. We know every person, <laughs> particularly every woman, there is to know in Slept Milwaukee. With every groupie in Milwaukee. Right. I, I mean, I mean, look, fans don't think about this stuff, but trust me, I've been in enough NBA locker rooms. This is what's discussed. It's it, it, there's just nowhere else. It's not like, and again, the Knicks have effed this up so badly that they just lost it to the Nets. But like in New York, like you're never going to meet every person in New York. Like <laughs> you're never right. You're 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 never. I mean, so. You're never going to meet every person in Los Angeles or even San Francisco, okay? So it's different, all right? It, but in Milwaukee, in these smaller cities, it's like, okay, I need to get out of this space. I need to go sort of experience something different. I also think that plays into this a little bit. Like, uh, you know, I think what the Greek population is in certain cities will matter. It's not particularly large down here, by the way. Um, but I think, that, I think that, you know, that may be something that Giannis looks for as he goes forward. I mean, if look, I, I like him enormously. I remember his rookie year, I did a piece, I think for Bleacher Report, um, about players, uh, foreign players adjusting to the NBA. Just about not the off-the-court adjustments, not the on-the-court adjustments. And Giannis gave me 20 minutes. It was a great interview. And he talked about how he cried every night. and tried. I mean, he's a genuine, genuine person. But... You know, the, as you get bigger and bigger, like you said, your entourages get bigger and they have different priorities than you and they might drag you somewhere else. And so as we close the podcast, in your view, is this what Pat Riley sticking around is about? Because I think in some ways it is like Giannis no. would see so you don't. I think Giannis would be the crowning. He's the new LeBron. Like, I don't I, I don't. I don't think the Jimmy Butler window is that is that big. So I don't see I listen. But you're not winning a championship with Jimmy Butler as your best player. You're interesting, you're competitive again, you're yeah, relevant but again, but you're not winning a championship. I don't think you wait till two thousand twenty one. I think something's going to happen before then. I I, I but, if but, something but doesn't happen. Say, 
Yeah, if but if you doesn't happen before 2021, it's because things went wrong. To me, if they go into 2021 with all that cap space, it's because things didn't go the way they wanted them to go. But it's not a bad consolation prize if you think you can get in Giannis's ear, and we know that teams do this. It's not. It's, that it, 2021 it, class is a great class to go into, but I think they want to they make that move for that second and maybe third superstar within the next year and a half. No, I think they do, and I think we talk about a Beeler and Oladipo or a Griffin that one of those three guys might make sense. But I'm just saying that, look, we talk about Jimmy Butler window not being that big. It may be bigger for him as the second or third best player on the team. So if, if you're going to get Giannis and Jimmy becomes your number two, uh, then you're okay with that. Like I, I, so I, 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 we talk about Jimmy Butler. I agree with you. As your best player or as your co-number one, the window's not that big for Jimmy because he's played a ton of minutes and all the rest. But if you're going to get someone who is better than Jimmy, now Bradley Beal, we can argue about whether he's better than Jimmy. I think he's going to be better than Jimmy because he's younger than Jimmy. He's got time to grow into it. We saw it last year when he put up 25, 5, and 5. But Giannis is better than Jimmy. Giannis is better than everybody right now. Yeah, except, exactly. except, except maybe Kawhi and maybe a motivated LeBron like, and maybe AD if he's told. But, I mean, it's a sh- and maybe Steph. That's the list. I mean, it's those five, well, right? Because I'm not a Harden guy. I know other people will. But, but right, exactly. I can't stand it. You, know, <laughs> right. you know how I feel about Harden. Right. Well, so, so, I mean, we're talking about those five players, really. And, and so, and LeBron's aging and is missing time. I, I – I don't think – I think they have – the Heat always have – you know, Riley said it. You know, there's a plan, and there's a plan after the plan, and there's a plan after the plan. I think they've put themselves in a position now where they have multiple tracks. This is the way that they operate. So as long as they don't F it up this time, like they did with those stupid waiters and JJ contracts, <laughs> like as, no, as, as long as they don't as long as they don't F it up, they don't, as long as they don't get in their own way by panicking, it really either direction, I think – is potentially good for them. But Ethan, this is why I was so happy about them not going crazy after I'm Westbrook. Yeah, I know. I, I understand it. I, I understand it. You're right. I, I Well, I got a little caught up in it. And plus it's good for our network. And plus I knew what the Dolphins were going to be. <laughs> but, but look, but, but I just, I, there are two tracks and there's, yes, you go get a Beal or a Griffin now. Okay. Or you wait it out and maybe you get Giannis. And, I think either of those things could work out for them. And when you look at how clean the cap is in 2021, I just come back to this and we'll close here. I just come back to this. Pat's not sticking around for his health at this point. Like, I, like this is, I mean, he, he's been obviously married for a very long time. He's talked for a very long time about him and Chris Riley taking off for France or going to Malibu or everything else. He has the organization set up where there's literally 15 people who could run it right now. Maybe not the same way as him, but the same exact way, but there's like 15 people who can run it, okay? His head coach has been there longer than anybody but Greg Popovich and by a few days over Rick Carlisle. Like, he doesn't need to be here anymore. There's something bigger that he's thinking about. It's not Jimmy Butler as his best player. It's not. That was a part of it, okay? And I don't even know if it's Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal as his best players. There's something else. There is a LeBron in his head, and I think it's either Giannis or Kawhi. Maybe and, a, may, maybe AD yeah. if he has inside information. I, that's it. No, that's Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi is such a wild card. AD um, looks like he's where he wants to be. It would mm-hmm. have to be Giannis. 
But with the way Milwaukee's playing, that's a that's a two. I mean, that's two years away. They're not winning and a championship. I don't think you almost have to hope that the Heat meet them in the playoffs and beat them. <laughs> like, right, right. That, that's what you'd have. You'd have to hope for maybe a a two three matchup or one four matchup, and hope. Well, Chess ch- 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 not checkers here. What if yeah. you're thinking of it this way? You make a deal with Philadelphia, right? And you know Philadelphia is going to stay the same or get better even while losing Jimmy Butler. You know it because because you know that you're trading a player to them and Josh Richardson who's a good fit for them. And you knew that the Horford deal was kind of on the table for them, right? So you know, Philadelphia, you know Philadelphia is going to be good. Philadelphia likely is the only team in the East that can knock off Milwaukee. I don't see Boston doing it. So, yeah. so, if, so, if it's, so are you, in part, helping get Giannis the hell out of Milwaukee? If you're, if you're creating a situation where Philadelphia, because I think Josh is going to be really good there, you're creating a situation where Philadelphia has the right pieces to beat Milwaukee. I mean, I'm not saying Josh can defend Giannis, but he's one of bodies that you can throw at him. I, I just I, the, the Heat, like I said, the Heat have like we've talked about the Dolphins in the last podcast, and the Dolphins like their only plans are drastic because it's just like they throw up their hands and then they do something totally different. But the Heat have several plans at the same time. It's how they've always operated, and so. And a lot of them, we didn't hear about them because they didn't end up uh, – the other team backed out, okay? <laughs> like yeah. the, the, right? I mean, like, everybody's like, okay, he kept those teams together too long, the late 90s team. But he had deals on the table like P.J. Brown for Lamar Odom. He had, I mean, Darius Miles, which wouldn't have worked out very well. But there were a lot of guys over the years. Okay, other moves. 2000, uh, the year 2000, where he ended up with Eddie Jones, he was the third – he was the consolation prize after the consolation prize. It was supposed to be Tracy McGrady or, or Grant Hill. Thank God it wasn't yeah. Grant Hill with the condition his ankle was in, you know, so I, you know, Jason Kidd, there was some conversation about at that time too. I just think uh, they have two tracks now and I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis is track one. I don't have any inside information on that. I'm just basing that on the way that I think it's Giannis is track one. And if they don't think that there's a legitimate chance to get Giannis and something or a real strong chance, and and something comes along like a Bradley Beal or a Blake Griffin that they can strike on now, I think they'll do it and say, okay, we don't know if it's going to happen with Giannis. This is too good an opportunity to pass up to try to be, you know, try to get to a finals again. But I don't think Pat's sticking around for Bradley Beal. I don't. As much as I love Bradley Beal, I think he's sticking around for another generational player, another, you know, generational team. Everybody has barbecues together. I guess we have gyros now instead of, uh, instead of, you know, what and we're going to Right, right, exactly. And Opa and all the rest of that. Right. So, so yeah, we're going to stop the podcast before we get in trouble. But, yes, <laughs> I, I just I, – I, I just that's where I think we're maybe headed. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to get him, but, you know, Pat doesn't dream small dreams. This is not, this is, this is not about being the third seed in the East. It's not. Like, it's, it's not – no reason for him to stick around for that. This conversation, and this is where we're in it, is why – when you look at the teams in this town, who has the brightest future? It's the Heat. Yes. Because they, they are sitting in a position right now to be one of the best teams in their conference right now today, and they have so many avenues to not just become one of the best teams, to become a, a title contender within the next two years. If everything goes wrong over the next two years, they have, max, they have two max contracts to play with and nothing but young guys and Jimmy Butler on their team in 2021. 
So that's why the Heat are have the best future in this in this uh, in this town right now, and it's not even close. Well, because and the other thing is confidence gives you the best future. Oh and, yeah, and, and so you know, uh, Chris Greer can hoard his draft picks, and and good for him for acquiring them. But you got to know how to handle them. And we just saw in Boston with the Celtics what happens sometimes. Like you can have all the assets in the world, but unless you execute properly and strike at the right time, it doesn't mean anything. And I just trust the Heat to strike in a way with less than I do with the Dolphins with more. It's just that simple until I see otherwise from the Dolphins. So um, it's an interesting debate, but we'll have more of them. I, I think uh, you're going to enjoy our next couple weeks. We're going to do – we're going to get into the five major issues leading up to training camp, the five major issues for the Heat, the things that need to break right for the Heat to exceed expectations this year, for them to get over that sort of 43 wins and get closer – to 50 where I think they have a chance, but they need five things to happen. So Alf and I are going to compile our lists and we're going to do those five episodes. Make sure to check out our sponsors, magic city casino, the high for sure. We're going to announce a watch party out there for Kane's game. Hopefully they will have won by then. Uh, we're going to do one a little bit later in the season. Hopefully somebody in this town wins. And, uh, and also obviously check out betdsi.com. Use the promo code five. Another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I can attest to this personally because they just threw out my traffic ticket for me. It was no problem, no points on the license, no other details that I had to deal with. You've got to check out the law firm of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW, 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and of course traffic tickets. And they've got a new 15,000 square foot office, which we work out of at times as well, on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. they got a special now. If you mention five reasons or five on the floor, they will take care of your traffic ticket for $49.95. Go check out that price somewhere else. You're not going to get it. Call now, 24 Seven service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1 5000 Law, Seltzer Mayberg. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.